Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I am loud. Okay, let me turn that down a bit. I am sorry to make your ears bleed on this wonderful, wonderful Friday the 13th. You are listening to Texas Podcast Massacre. I'm one of your hosts, Tank Rodriguez, and joined with me, we have Jimothy James Dean, the Submaster. How you doing, sir? Sup, sup, sup! Yeah! And then, of course, the Dirty Doctor, Dr. Derek. Dirty, Dirty Derek. How you doing? Dirty, Dirty Doctor. I should be on one of those... uh malpractice id medical shows <laughs> dirty clinic i'm good man it's friday the 13th you know and uh and we're here it's a friday night and uh you know we're not camping but we are podcasting so same thing, it's very right? cool you know two yeah. two of my favorite guys so you know and can't go wrong with that exactly well uh we are picking up where we left off but uh, and i don't want to i mean I, I guess i could ask but uh, before I do ask what y'all been watching these uh, past two days, uh, what have do y'all have any uh, interesting? Doesn't have to be scary, I guess, but interesting Friday the Thirteenth stories. I actually have one today. Really? That right. uh, so, and it's it's and it's very short and very, but it was very ominous. Uh, I had Chinese food for for dinner. And oh, I, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, exactly. And then just pure butt mud. Um, <laughs> but uh, no. So I got my fortune cookie, and uh, I opened my fortune cookie, and it said, "Your luck is about to change." Uh, and I was like, "Well, first off, uh, it's Friday the thirteenth. Uh, I don't hear about luck on Friday the thirteenth, and also my luck lately has been pretty goddamn good." So I'm like, "Oh shit." That's a that's a terrible. It's about to go south. It's about to go like, the wrong way. It's not the yeah. This is not what I want to read on Friday thirteenth. Uh, but yeah, no, that's my only uh, that's my only story for Friday. 13th. Okay, okay. I I do I do have, I do have a funny a funny Friday the thirteenth story. Uh, it has nothing to do with me, but I thought it was pretty amusing. So I was uh, I was working on something. Uh, I was obviously working the other day, and um, <clears throat> I was trying to trying to schedule a bunch of meetings, and I had somebody tell me. Don't schedule anything for Friday the 13th. I'm super superstitious, and I usually don't even go to work on that day, and I try not to take any meetings on Friday the 13th. And I'm like, all right, well, I mean, it's good for you that I'm pretty booked. I don't have time to set any oh meetings for you, but... Uh, was this a Santa Monica person? Uh, it, it was it was somebody actually um, company adjacent. So oh, Okay. Well, um, anyway, sorry, too. It's, uh, we're... we're, we're... Going behind the curtain a little bit there. A little, so. little too yeah, much. A little, a little, bit, a little, a little <laughs> behind the peek behind the veil under the dress. Uh, uh, yeah. But I was like, I was like, okay. I'm like, well, that is that is a first. Uh, I'm like, usually, you know, don't schedule me because I'm out. Don't schedule me. I'm going on vacation. Don't schedule me. I have a medical appointment. You know, but like never like as anybody said, like, don't schedule shit for me. It's Friday the 13th, and it could all go south. And then, uh, so I did raise up today that, like, was it the last Friday, 13th in March, when we all went and got locked down? And I'm like, maybe today is going to change the tide. <laughs> <laughs> like, or will we get locked down even more? I don't know, one of the two, but, uh, some places are getting locked down again. So, yeah, I've, I've never, I've never really run into anybody that was like super superstitious. So I thought it was very interesting to, to see. But you know what? Teach your own. They probably have very good reason to be, uh, superstitious and, I respected that, so I didn't. I did not schedule you for anything today. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna leave you be. Oh, that's that's you very nice now. of you. That's very nice of you. I w- I was potentially like, would it be in bad taste to send them like a a video of a black cat like running under a ladder? 
but it would be kind of funny. Ah! <laughs> Uh, one year for Friday the 13th, uh, I had a flat tire and I changed that flat tire. And then once I was done, I realized I closed the key, I locked the keys in my trunk after I got my stuff out. And what, which wasn't too, too bad because I was able to jump in the back seat and open the trunk. So short and sweet, but still Friday the 13th. But uh, hey guys, y'all been watching anything these past couple of days? <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah, all awesome. kinds of stuff. Nice. <laughs> Great. So you, do you want me to tell you about them? <laughs> I would yeah. like. I mean, I would hope so. I mean, uh, this podcast would be. So extra I've actually boring. been. Wa- I've been watching shit and stuff. I, I mean, I don't even go into all of it because this is going to be. We still have a lot to talk about, but uh, I did rewatch uh, one of my favorite, just bonkers '80s horror movies, Spookies. Uh, but I watched it for the first time in actual quality uh, version of it because I've only seen it on VHS and then uh, some like you know streaming online. I think that YouTube had it for a while, but uh, about the Blu-ray and man, what a great what a great looking version of that movie. But uh, kind of works against it a little bit because I always really love the creature designs in Spookies. There's like constant monsters every like five minutes. Uh, they look a lot cheaper in high definition <laughs> but uh i still love the designs and stuff so but I, that's always a fun movie it's 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 we it's like it's you know it's very much of the time uh, I, I always loved it but i also i mean i've watched a ton of new stuff but the one i want to talk about um just because i literally had just finished watching it like maybe half an hour ago um is this movie called night school um early 80s uh very early 80s yes it's early 80s i was like it's not late 70s right? yeah it's early 80s um uh, kind of a slasher, but also kind of an erotic thriller slasher. It's kind mm. of a weird combination. Uh, but it was actually really good. It looked, it looked really good. Um, you know, pretty some pretty interesting kill scenes. Um, it features one of my favorite things ever, which is the killer in the motorcycle helmet and all black leather outfit, uh, which has been in a lot of movies. Uh, I have, weirdly, I've watched a lot of them recently. Um, but it felt almost like an American Giallo a little bit. Um, but it was really good. It was, like I said, it's an erotic thriller slasher. Um, uh, even though there's not like a ton of sex, but I mean, there is a few scenes, but but um, there's one that's just overly like fucking red shoe diaries like sounds like this is a little silly but it's basically about this college professor who is like somebody starts killing all these girls at this college and they're all seem to be sleeping with their same college professor and then the cop who's trying to find the killer and it's you know it's it's got a very you know it's, it's got a twist ending that you kind of if you're paying attention you, you i would hopefully assume that you would see coming from a mile away but it, it's it was actually really it was very slick very like intelligently done for a, a rock thriller slasher and I, I was actually pretty blown away by it. it's very uh very competent uh little you know kind of lost movie so i would give that a, a thumbs up definitely awesome all right before you derek i'm so sorry i forgot to make uh mention one thing uh that the i'm, I'm not sure what genre it falls under for you know the master edgelord over here, Jimothy James Dean. Jesus. Uh, but, uh, I'm sure it's not well, going to be horror, uh, then. Wait, I mean, is that your new name, Jesus? <laughs> is that what you want me to refer to you as? <laughs> well, I mean. Right. Uh, no, Edge, but Constantine. Edge, edgelordus Maximus. There we go. Constantine II uh, yep. is going to be a thing. Uh, so, Well, confirmed start. by 
confirmed Keanu by Keanu Reeves. So we haven't heard anything from the well, studio. But I mean, Commando yeah, Zone. Well, that's right. Well, I would say, say that uh, he he did he did confirm Bill and Ted's in, in the Matrix. Not that that's being true. True. So I, you know, it's Keanu Reeves, guys. Like, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's all for you. Keanu. But they've announced. They, they, I mean, they, there's been speculation on that sequel for a while. But yeah, I mean, it's I, I'm excited. It should be fun. I like the first one. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's he's like finishing up like the the finish up the reign of John Wick. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. the Matrix. Probably maybe he's coming up in a little bit of time. So. I really I mean, hope that it is a true statement because I really like the first Constantine. Me too. I mean, and, um, if anything, I'd be worried that they would could kind of match what they did with the first one. I mean, it, you know, the, the movie is not – it's very far removed from the um, comic. And then the, the – actually, the DC TV show Hellblazer – or Constantine, the comic's called Hellblazer, um, was actually much more authentic and much more uh, – um, I liked it. I, I like the the character. I think like Matt Ryan is is the character's name or the um the actor. actor's name. But I, I yeah, I really liked him. I thought he was. I thought he actually was good. And I thought yeah. it was shitty that that show yeah. didn't get much of a chance. But yeah. he did. He did join the DC's Legends of Tomorrow, which yeah. uh, is a pretty dope show. So I I actually pretty impressed. And, yeah, I was um, happy you, to see that also, they incorporated him. Yeah, they put him in the animated version too of the uh, the dark yeah. uh, Justice um, League Dark. Justice League Dark, which I thought was good too. So, um, but Canary's in my heart has always been the uh, like the movie version of Costume. Yeah, and, and again, they created their own that. mythology, and it ended up. I ended up really liking it, even though you know at the time I was like, "Wow, this is so different." But Canary's is just so he has such a distinct character in that, especially a distinct character from what he normally plays. And I mean, I'm excited. It's especially if they bring back Peter Stormare as a Lucifer. I, that's what I was uh, literally just about to say that, like by far one of my top like five portrayals of the devil is, yeah, same here. is that character. Um, he's just so like interesting and disgusting at the same time. And creepy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I hope they bring back Tilda Swinton as the fallen angel Gabriel. Cause you know, human at the end of that one. And uh, who knows? Maybe get a little, a uh, little Sheila Booth at the end. Uh, you know, <laughs> deadly, like, you know, became, it became an angel. Who knows? I mean, I don't know what that guy's doing. He, you know, but um, well, yeah, you never know, right? But yeah, pretty stoked. Yeah, excited. Yeah, very excited. Awesome. Um, I did uh, did did something tonight, and I actually uh, went to a movie. Wow! Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Got to go see uh, Freaky. So oh, in the right. theater. Yeah. Well, I'll be. I'll make sure that I say something nice at your funeral. <laughs> you know the, the whole works the social distancing and all that good stuff so that's true i mean i, I go to restaurants yeah. all the time i'm like yeah. why would movies be any different except for like sitting down anyways but yeah how was it anyways let's it was, <laughs> I, it, no this kid now that i'm dying um <laughs> so no it was it was actually it was actually really pleasantly surprised at at like how much of a classic slasher it was um, cool you know i had i mean obviously it is, is not a movie that you have to think super hard about it's which is exactly what i needed um because i just shut my brain off um but yeah it, i mean it had a lot of great kind of um you know classic tropes but the, the characters are really likable um you know the kids were great in that it's good acting like good a little bit of good backstory and they don't, they don't go too much 
What I really loved about it is they kept the they kept the origin basis of of the character, the the killer, um, very much a, a, a mythology. Like they never really they didn't do a backstory. They didn't do any explanation. They actually like even allude to it in the very beginning that most of the stories they hear are like urban legends and like thought to be very spooky, but the person does exist. And, um, you know, so I thought it was, it was very interesting, very cool. Um, obviously there's I probably more story to tell, um, but I don't know how much they will, you know, based on how, how it ended, I don't know how much they would continue that. But um, all being said, I, I thought it was actually a pretty, you know, decent take on kind of a, you know, Freaky Friday swap um, movie. It was an R. Like, I mean, they were some, some great, if anything, fantastic kills in that movie. There are some really interesting uh, ways that they, that they off people, which I thought were like right from the get-go. I was like, wow, these are, they are just going for the balls like <laughs> in this. So it was, it was pretty fantastic. So um, definitely, you know, worth the price of mission. No, I will say it will, will be, uh, it will be VOD, in like 17 days. So at the end of the month, you, oh, wow. you can catch it. Um, you can catch a video on demand they announced, but I'm glad saying. that you asked, answered that as literally was going to ask you if you know when the VOD was. So I mean, I yeah, yeah, literally, I just literally heard it today. Uh, they, they were announcing that like 17 days. So I think that takes us right to the end of the month. It'll be on, be on VOD and, uh, and available for rental and purchase. So I, you know, honestly, I'll probably buy it, man. So if I buy it, you can watch it. Um, you have my login. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I, I want to like support. Uh, I, I felt like yeah. if it's if it's a if it's an original film that's like worth a damn. Uh, feel like we should, you know, especially yeah. me. You, you, Dev, you, you, uh, Derek, you always uh, support those films. Uh, but, I, I do. You know, but I I'm do. gonna you take, yeah. take take my money. Trashy <laughs> um, but I mean, no, that's the thing. Is like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. That's the way it should be done. I mean, like. You know, uh, I in this day and age, new horror is, is usually a crapshoot. It's either something that's really original that I like, or it's just I don't know. I just I that doesn't come I just, to me. But I, you know, I mean, some people probably say I mean it, it's getting good reviews, but some people say like, oh, they didn't explain this a whole, you know, a whole lot. There was something like any like a lot of backstory. But I personally really liked that, and they just got right to do it, and like didn't proceed there wasn't any like there wasn't any like oh like let's walk down memory lane and explain how all this happened or see how this has all happened before like nope just jumped jumped right into it it happened and um and right. they just kept they just kept going with it so i was like all right perfect that that works for me there are some incredibly funny scenes where i was like pissing myself man i'm like this is <laughs> this is this is fantastic um and and you know of course um yeah, the actors did a really, did a really great job as well. So I, I highly recommend it um, if you want a good laugh. And it's a, again a good bloody horror comedy. So sounds good, man. I'll definitely check it out. All right. I do want to just real quick talk about some uh, uh, movie news, some gossip. Yeah, uh, not yeah, even gossip. I mean, it's been confirmed. But uh, Seth Rogen is actually his his production company with uh, uh, Evan. Goal, uh, Evan Goldberg. I think I just read this article too. Yeah, uh, they're yeah um, producing this movie called uh, Video Nasties about mm -hmm. a haunted VHS. Uh, these guys go into this VHS store and rent a haunted VHS that pulls them into an eighty slasher. Um, so again, that could be super cool, or it could be very 
uh, whack and, you know, uh, they could get that wrong, but I'm hoping they get it right. Uh, I'm a big fan of um, This is the End and the tone of This is the End, where it was both really funny and also pretty fucking disturbing in points and violent. And, so if it's, yeah. if it's anything in that same vein, count me in. So, but uh, it's, yeah, it's not- I mean, uh, yeah, I will say, like, for, for as comedic as Seth Rogen is, like, he does, he does not shy away from the blood and guts. Like, I, you know, I thought Preacher was pretty violent. Um, he's doing the last Ronin Ninja Turtle storyline, um, which is supposed to be pretty pretty violent based on the comic. Um, you know, he he does a pretty good job. And you know, of course, this is this is the end. Was great too. There was a lot of you know whole Danny McBride, yeah, and uh, scene was fantastic. Um, but yeah, I I personally I read about that too, and I was like, oh man, that's great. I mean, I really love the Final Girls, which is very not haunted cinema, but it's very, very similar to that. So I was like, well, that was pretty cool. Kind of in the vein of like, stay tuned meets the ring, um, mentality. But yeah, if they do it right, they make it, they make it an R, which I hope they should like, um, it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm excited. I think, uh, you know, I think, I mean, this is obviously going to be a, a sound. I mean, there's no, you, know, you, you do a haunted V VHS into an 80s slasher movie without being funny, without being satirical. Uh, but, you know, Comedian's doing uh, uh, horror franchises, I think, with uh, Danny McBride and, uh, you know, producing the Halloween films, the new, the new Halloween film. Like, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, uh, I mean, I love, I mean, um, uh, uh, David Gordon Green, I'm a big fan of his anyways. I think, like, his dramas are amazing. Some of his, like, comedies, like Your Highness's stuff aren't, aren't amazing but you know i think sometimes he's um, I, I mean i think he's more hit than miss but uh uh but yeah i mean you know i know a lot of people were like what fucking you know uh joseph or david gordon green and uh david brighter doing the new Halloween movie yeah and it, it was great so i mean yeah i'm hey, all you about know, here's the thing if you're a fan and you love horror and you're going to do it the right way i could care less if you're a comedian all day every day exactly if, if you do it right um James, did you hear the other piece of horror movie news about Slumber Party Massacre? No. They're making it into a TV show. What? I have not heard <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, I, I tried to actually track down the article that I read. Um, yeah, apparently, apparently they're uh, turning that into the. Uh, they're turning it into, and, and it was a weird. Um, person that, that was pushing for that as well oh, man i'm gonna have to track it down and find out what that exactly said but it was somebody that uh oh i'm sorry it was sorority house massacre now some oh, okay uh sorry house by norman reedus oh interesting okay He's doing a TV, tv series adaptation of the 80s slashers so um uh, nice good, okay good bloody 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 disgusting with some good uh good news there so i thought i was like wow that's kind of an interesting take on uh you know, for, for a TV series, but we'll see. I mean, cool. I'm, I'm down, man. Uh, two quick things. I feel that need to be mentioned. First off, uh, yesterday was the 30th, 38th anniversary of slumber party massacre. Uh, so I did celebrate watching slumber party massacre, the, the first one, but uh, today is not only, it's not only Friday the 13th, which is obviously very important, uh, but it's also Tom Atkins's birthday. And hey, I think he's 81 today. He's old, really? but yeah, he's, Hey, yeah. Thrill me. Exactly. So, so it's, it's, it's one of the uh, icons of eighties uh, horror uh, is it's his birthday. So I feel like we had to uh, give him the, sh- the shout out. 
Um, Hell yeah, this this one's for you, Tom Atkins. This this, this episode this is dedicated to Tom Atkins. Who um, did, isn't in Friday Thirteenth, but no, he should be though. I feel like yeah. they just should just put him in everything. Um, yes. Did you see the uh, the T-shirt? Maybe it was you posted it on Instagram, or have you seen it? It's like uh, season of the uh, season of which is terrible, or like. Yeah, so I got lines in the bag. He's like, because Tom Atkins is fucking your mom. <laughs> <laughs> it says so. What it says, it says uh, uh, Halloween sucks, and it says if you think Halloween season of which sucks, then it then it must be because Tom Atkins fucked your mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. And my friends like, over at Forever Midnight just released a. Uh, they, they have a T-shirt. You know the uh, uh, this car will this tape will melt in your car. That old sticker that used to come on VHS. Yeah. Um, it says it when Tom Atkins is near, uh, uh, you know, uh, will this uh, Tom Atkins will melt your panties or whatever in that old like oh, this table melt. I saw that, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, Tom Atkins is a man, you know. We, we, um, have, a, we have a guest star today, guys, by the way. It's a little oh, out. The Friday hey. the 13th wouldn't be complete without a black cat, and that is right? the cutest Whoa. black cat I've ever seen since. He's my what's, little your cat's, what's your cat's name, James? It is Alistair Panchito. Oh, there Panchito. you go. Ah. Panchito Kitty Cat uh, Dufresne. So, little oh, Alistair. That is, that is quite the, uh, that's quite the name. I know. We'll just call him Alistair or Kitty Cat or Baby like Kitty. Alistair. Or Baby Kitty Bear. Yeah, yeah Alistair after Alistair Crowley because we're were those dickheads? <laughs> I, I figured it's. A, I figured it wasn't from the guy from You Can't Do That on Television, so I figured it was. Or nor, it. Or Alistair Black, Alistair the, Black pro the WWE pro wrestler who now has a uh, uh, well, unemployed wife. Wife, yeah. <laughs> well, exactly, but that's for a different podcast. Different podcast, different day, ladies guys, and gentlemen. I have to. I have to tell you. I normally I posted this on Instagram. I'm excited about today. I normally try to what stop being what I call a basic horror bitch on Instagram because every fucking holiday, every New Year's Eve, it's New Year's Evil. Every fucking Christmas, it's all the Christmas. I try to avoid that. Like, even though I'll, I will watch those films, I try not to, like, put it on Instagram just because, you know, you've seen that shit a million times on Instagram and on your social media. You don't need to see... I remember when that Friday the 13th box set came in, I was like, everybody and their mother were, po were posting it. So I try not to, you know, I try to keep my Instagram, uh, my social media at least a little bit more... Uh, you know, a little varied, but I gotta say, with the release, first off, I'm so sad that I didn't get to go see uh, the drive-in today. Um, my good friends over at Grace Gifts Emporium, uh, shout out if you're a horror fan, especially if you're in San if you're in San Antonio, support Grace Gifts Emporium. They actually have a brand new, their same spot where they've been at, but they have now they opened up the store next door. They have so much cool shit. If you like cool shit, if you like horror, vintage stuff weirdo shit uh art all that cool shit check out grace gifts emporium but they've been really trying to make san antonio culture uh uh extra cool and so they've been hosting um these special events uh tonight was actually going to be um uh it's they're doing um jason lives and uh jason takes manhattan and jason takes manhattan um and what and then uh, tomorrow they're doing Angela from uh, Night of the Demons. Is actually the Demons. Signing. Um, it sucks because they did have um, – they were going to have – doing a signing um, at the – both at the drive-in tonight and then this weekend. Um, CJ uh, Graham, 
from Friday the 13th who uh, was one of the actors to play Jason. He's a very big, big intimidating looking dude, but he's actually a very nice guy. I've met him. Um, he was supposed to he was supposed to come out for a signing, but I guess something happened and he couldn't make it. Um, but anyways, I was really sad because I couldn't make it there. Just couldn't figure it out with with childcare and everything. Um, but so I was like, you know what? I've got this box set. Um, you know, this brand new the brand new box set uh, from Scream from Shaft Factory slash Scream Factory. I watched them all. I watched literally watched between last night and today. I watched every single Friday the Thirteenth film uh, to the point where I literally my brain started turning off. <laughs> But uh, but yeah. So I was like, dude, yeah, I haven't done that in a long time. I usually try to choose one or you know, because that's a that's a lot of movies. Uh, but um, I was like, I'm just gonna you know power through them. I, you know, I try to usually watch my favorites, but I, I tried to watch them all. I've been I was also drawing and doing other things. So, but it was just nice to really kind of get, especially for tonight's episode. But I was like, you know, what? it's it's nice. Like this is a good time. Uh, you know, with that box set being released and with being in Friday the 13th and I have the night off and I'm especially because I'm ready to record with you guys. So yes. I'm just stoked. Just very stoked. Man, I'm very well, it's funny because I just finished the last one, the last Friday the 13th in this series last night. Um, so I've been working whittling away all week to try to get as much done as I uh, watch as many as I could. And uh, I was like, I got one left. <laughs> um, Jason goes to hell. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to buckle in. I'm going to finish this bad boy up. So we are, we are ready for uh, tonight as well. I am stoked to talk. Yeah, to I did cheat a little bit because I technically I have over the past couple of weeks, I'd seen like I'd buy that candy. Um, I'd watched, you know, I, final chapter is always my uh, my go to. But and I watched uh, part three, like around Halloween time. So but I watched the ones I hadn't seen recently. Um, That's okay. I did, but we'll get into it. We'll, we'll talk because a lot of movies I was going to talk about. We'll, we'll talk about on this list. So. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it. Let's do it. Do you know Tank, do you know where we left off? We uh, I think we oh. left off at, at nine, right? Yeah. I believe so, yes. Nine. So we're on to, to eight. Who goes first? You want me to go or Derek, you wanna go? Uh, no, you can go, man. We I think that was a the pattern, so yeah, I'll, I'll let you go. All we'll right, see. We'll see if we still remain simpatico as we get to the final nine, final eight. Well, the, right now I'm going to tell you, I, knowing you and your tastes, uh, this is where I think we're going to div, div, divert uh, greatly. Um, my number eight is Jason X. Now, I do, unlike a lot That's of people, where we diverge. Yeah, exactly. Now, mo most people I know would put Jason X pretty much towards the bottom. At the bottom. Um, the only reason it's not higher is because I don't feel it's as the. There's some great kills. Um, I mean, mainly there's one of the coolest kills in the franchise. Um, you know, with the, I'm sure you'll talk about, but the liquid nitrogen and stuff. And um, it starts really cool. I mean, it's got David Cronenberg in the beginning, but I think overall it's very uneven. And like that fucking ro that cyborg character just bugs the shit out of me. She's such a bad the, actress. The, 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 the female? Yeah, the sexy, yeah. She just yeah, annoys the shit. Yeah, the fembot basically. Um, she's just such a bad actress and, and the character's so like, it's like B movie uh, data from Star Trek, but um, but yeah, but it's still a fun movie, and like I, I really thought the concept was actually really fun. I would have liked to have seen a sequel to Jason X. I've said this before. I felt like they do, yes. Um, in fact, there's also I believe there's actually a Jason X comic that actually came out around the same time that apparently is some people some uh, fans actually say is actually pretty interesting and pretty cool. But yeah, my my number eight is Jason X. I do enjoy it though. It's not. You know, even 
there are a lot of people who hate this franchise. There's horror fans who really do not like this franchise overall. I think it's it's still one of the most fun franchises, even when they're not great movies. There's always some dumb fun shit in it, and so there's there's none of them I hate, um, which you know I know some people disagree with, but even though Jason X gets a lot of hate, I still think it's a lot of fun. I just it doesn't it's not the most even of the of the Friday Thirteenth franchise, but I still really like it. No, I, I mean I can see that. I totally agree with you that like this Jason X is uh, is 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 not for those with discerning taste. <laughs> um, and, and it normally is right smack dab at the bottom of, of that. Um, and you're right, this is where we diverge because it's not that low on my list. Um, I will actually say that, that the next one on my list probably will be, I don't know, it would be a surprise, but I think it probably would vary from what a lot of people would think. And that is uh, actually Friday 13th Part 2. Okay. Which is next on my list. Uh, two two reasons. It's not that I have. I love the fact that this introduces Jason into the, the spectrum, which which hasn't hasn't been seen before. And I could care less about the continuity of like, oh well, like if Jason died at this time and he was a little boy at the end of the first one, how did he become? You know, that's like always the big thing. What really bugs the crap out of me, and I know there was you know anybody who's watched the behind the scenes documentaries know who like the story behind this, but. It's one thing Friday the 13th does not do well is continuity with the final girl. No. And so at, at all. So um, I, I feel like the, the very beginning of Friday the 13th part two almost in a way sours it for me because it's such a cop out to, to the survival of the main character in the first one. Like that just is, to be killed off so quickly and so non, nonchalantly to like now make this um you know part of um you know kind of a new saga in a sense um just yeah i think it's the one thing like that that annoys me out of anything and, and again i could care less about continuity like if we never saw that person again i would be totally fine with that i would actually probably like it even better if they just disappeared or you read about them <laughs> or something like that but like yeah it was just this whole thing of like the end of friday the 13th you know you just never know if it's a dream or not and you know, just to have that kind of kind of be a reality, but then also just like kill that person off. I, I almost think it like it sets the stage for so many other sequels that have done that. And I know it's not necessarily maybe unique, but I feel like that's one of the earlier ones that I remember. It's like, hey, wait a minute, oh, like this person's back. Oh, wait, no, <laughs> no, yeah. they're not. Um, I think Backhead Jesus probably is like a little too hillbilly for my taste. Um, as well, he's not my favorite. Not my favorite, Jason. Though I get it, um, I, I understand why why they had to do that. Um, but yeah, just the kind of the idea, the concept back at Jason reminds me of a, an uncapped hillbilly from Wrong Turn more than more than it does the Jason that sticks out of my mind. So that's that's why I put number two next on my list. So again, not a terrible movie. Important for the for the continuity of the the series to introduce Jason. Just not my favorite way to introduce mr Voorhees. well derek that's interesting because my number seven is part two very <laughs> <laughs> close enough then we're, right. we're yeah we're, we're we're not that far off uh for pretty much a lot of reasons you said i think number one i feel like first off to me he always looks like malachi from fucking uh or no not malachi 
the redhead from Chill yes. the Corn. Uh, he just looks like yeah. him with a sack on his head. Like he's not very threatening looking. Um, uh, although I do like, I mean, I do like the look. Um, yeah. It's very much like you know what has now become. I mean, a lot of people have riffed off of that with the bag head and stuff, and but it doesn't gel as well. Um, my, if purely the reason that it's not higher on my list is purely uh, probably sentimental and probably purely uh, nostalgia. Like, um, it just was never one of the ones, you know. I'll, I'll talk more about this as we go further on the list, but it, it just was one of the ones I didn't watch that much because even as a kid, I wanted to see Hockey Mask Jason. Hockey Mask Jason. And even though it's got some cool kills and there's, it's not a bad movie. And like I said, I thought the opening was actually really interesting. Um, I actually thought like, you know, it was cool that they, you just, again, at the time that at the time that was very novel, but I think like it just didn't really hit its stride. Um, uh, it's definitely feels like a placeholder, um, you know, watching them like chronologically from the first on, you can definitely feel like it's a little bit of growing pains just as far as the overall mythology obviously is. Like, we haven't seen the Jason that's become iconic, but even more than that, I feel like it's just one of the more forgettable films, even though there's cool-ass shit in it. Uh, uh, um, but it just sentimentally, and then just for, like I said, nostalgia reasons, it was never one of the ones I watched a lot, and it just, to me, it will... I could even say go so far as to say the first two, I sometimes skip when rewatching them. But we'll get more into that, like I said, as we go further them. But, but my number seven is also that. So there we go. I, you know what? I, I think the other part of it is for me too, and I don't know if it's the same for for you, James. Like part one is part one, right? Like that's pretty well known. Like that's played a lot. But then when I really start to think of Jason, like in my kind of formative years of watching Friday the Thirteenth, I. I Stately remember watching Hockey Mask Jason. So to have this other alternate version, like that's so not you, so not the version I'm used to seeing too. Yeah. Like it's hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that that is Jason. And it almost in a way feels like another movie or another series because it's just like everything like that is consistent with Jason from like three all the way for he's got the Hockey Mask of Sun version. Yeah. First one, obviously, we know is Betsy Palmer. And then the the second one is like second Jason makes one appearance and and that's really it and yeah I know they tried to do that in the in their remake as well like tie into like second Jason in and probably even with less I think in my opinion success as as this one um, but yeah I totally agree with you it's just it's just not one that comes up very often like I don't purposely go out of my way to watch that one like to to your point earlier like there are certain ones that you watch like as background noise or they're like your go-to you just watch them because they're they're there it's kind of your your more common ones but this too is definitely not mine um but next on my list should probably even us up like make it pretty square because next one on my list is jason goes to hell i mean that's we we had varied that once before you pick jason goes to hell and i pick part three um so i I, again i appreciate (laughs) jason goes to hell for what it is um, and that is a, an attempt to branch off and do something different. Um, what, I, what I don't like about it, as much as I say I don't like continuity or, or, or a ton of, like, backstory on a character, at the same lines, too, like, the, the popping up of, like, all of a sudden Jason has a sister. And who the fuck is Creighton Duke? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, like, I, I never understood that. That was, like, the one part. I get, okay, the sister piece, 
I can, I can deal with that. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween, you know, like that, that stuff pops up more frequently than you probably realize. But, um, yeah, this just rando character, <laughs> like, that's like, I know how to kill Jason and I know all about Jason. All right, dude, well, if you know all about Jason, like, why haven't you just gone down this path before? Like, that's yeah. why I was wondering watching the movie is like, you know, so much about Jason and how to kill him why not just do this like 20 years ago whenever you found out how to kill him and like approach it and figure it out like you probably would have had way more success with doing that than this time around because jason would have been in his his true form and not like jumped out of his body but um i i did i did think the effects were kind of cool um you know i my favorite scene is the uh when the guy melts yeah uh, i was gonna say that i did amazing practical effects in that one um they yeah, had the whole the whole slug in the mouth like the the creature uh, which is really funny because we, we'll talk about it when we talk about freddy versus jason i was like man like this is those two movies are so similar because there's like two scenes that are like almost identical with that um i never quite understood too like why the coroner was compelled to uh eat that heart i was like just <laughs> just random heart and like why it was so like easy to eat like hearts are chopped muscle like how did he just rip into that thing and just like start mowing down like it was a big mac like i never understood it uh but i will say my favorite line in that whole movie um it's just in the beginning with the other corner was like you can say whatever you want to him fuck you you bloated fuck <laughs> like, i'd like to take a shit on your mask a big right. mango size and i just think it like it's just the fact he called that mango size mango, mango size shit right on your fucking mask and i was like that's, that's yeah i mean if i had jason Voorhees down on the table i'd probably like say thank you so I, I thought that was kind of funny um but yeah not my favorite but also not in my opinion the worst it's just kind of a dumb watch though i do appreciate it for segueing into the whole like Freddy versus Jason, and as we mentioned, like the Necronomicon, and you know, it, it laid the framework, so I can I can appreciate that for what it is. But it's funny though; it's I didn't talk about it when I, I mentioned it because again, I you know, trying to get through it. But I have the exact same problem with Creighton Duke, the whole mythology, and like the like it. It's the one thing I'm like, this needs to be explained a little bit more, and also it feels like it was very clunky. But also, like Stephen Williams, I like him as an actor. He's been in a ton of great, great. stuff. To me, he just, I didn't buy him as that character. Like, he wasn't, no. he's too gentlemanly. I don't know. It's just like, I was just like, I don't know. And he just looked corny, too, with his stupid-ass duster coat. Yeah. Um, his, but, cowboy, his cowboy hat. And, yeah, his know. leather cowboy um, hat and duster. I do think the other part that makes me laugh, it's hard to take it seriously, is Leslie Jordan. <laughs> yes. Shorter, I, like, and no pun intended, but the shorter coat. Yeah. Who's also married to the to the other woman who's like the twice big lady? Yeah, twice his size. I was like, give me some sugar, mama. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. And then a son who's also gigantic as well. Yes, uh, Junior. I'm like, is that adopted? Is he like adopted? See, like I don't know how a, Leslie Jordan would produce a child like that. <laughs> I don't know. Some, he, sometimes he's, he got his mother's side of the family, but yeah, I, mean, I guess so. I it's funny because that that's one of those things. It's such a weird. I, perfect i mean you nailed it as far as like yeah that's but it's like i enjoy that because it is so like like those things are like real they have a lot of flavor and stuff and this that's what funny. i like that's what i like about the movies that is a little bit more unique and a little bit more quirky than some of the other films that got a little bit more rote and stuff but but yeah 
yeah, I, I agree with most of your points there. Um, so my number six, this is probably the one I, I would probably, one of the top ones that I would sort of, you know, this could change day to day. Um, but it's also a hard one for me to put into this list because it is, you, there's more to consider, but my number six is Freddy versus Jason. Um, now, now let me say it's a movie I really enjoy. I know at the time people were talking shit on it. I think it's great. I, I think Ronnie, uh, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie U was, a, was a really interesting choice to, to do. And I think he was the right choice. Like, I think it's like it, to me, it still feels a little bit more like a Freddy movie than a Friday the 13th movie. But that's just because, you know, Kruger as a character is so much, he's, he is just a bigger personality. So he's going to dominate, but there's so many great moments of it. There's so many funny moments. Um, the movie still is very entertaining. It's got, I, I think uh, one of my favorite uh, final girls too. Um, she, that actress didn't really do much, oh, but at Mo- the time, Monica, Monica Keenan. Yeah. Yes. Uh, at the time that movie came out, I was, I was a big fan. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I actually really enjoy it. I think it's a really fun movie, but as like in the canon of Friday the 13th, it's so its own thing. That's why it's hard for me. It, the, even the remake more makes more sense to include in this list because it's still very much a Friday the 13th film. It's just a reimagining of that, of that, you know, universe, but we're Friday versus Jason is just so bizarre and it's, and it's what it is. So, but it's still a really fun movie. Um, I really enjoy it. It's probably one of on this whole list. It's probably one of the ones I will revisit more often than the others, just because it is really fun. And um, I mean, there's some things I hate the fucking the the J the Jason Muse ripoff character. But he's even <laughs> yeah. though he's got some funny moments and stuff. And you know, you know, he's funny. You know who his brother is? No, I don't. Don't you? Uh, so. Um, his brother brother is uh, Tyler Labine, who played. Oh, is it? Uh, who was, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're brothers, and if you look at him, like when when you like when he's not in his, his snoochy boochy makeup. Uh, I could see it. No, I can see it. Yeah, they are absolutely. And it's funny enough, he actually is also in uh, plays a character, a very small character in uh, in Halloween Party Resurrection. Uh, he's one of the kids at the party too. So I was oh, like, kind of very similar douchey character, which is. It's, it's pretty amazing to watch, but yeah, they're brothers. So I was like, well, um, that's pretty. Yeah, he, there there was a couple of characters in that movie that really, uh, I'll talk about what I put on my list, but um, that I was like, well, I could have done without that character, honestly. Like, probably should have killed him off way sooner. I actually would have <laughs> rather had uh, Kelly Rowan's character get killed off long before Catherine Isabel's character for a variety yeah. of reasons. Yeah, I was I like, why, why are you still around? I hate you. And it's still, and it's, it's got one of, it's got that how sweet dark meat line, which is very like, like, yeah, yeah. Well, that whole thing, like, where she's like, you know, like, what what does she she call him? Like, she calls him like a a faggot with a sweater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a, and he's like, she's like, butterfingers, butterfingers. What's with the butter knives? I was like, Destiny's Child, like, hang it up, hang it up, hang it up. Um, Yeah, that is probably one of like the most cringeworthy scenes, like, in the entire movie. Um, but I, I will fully agree with you. I feel like that is way more of a Freddy arc than it is a, a Jason arc. Like yeah. Jason is the catalyst to, to Freddy, but like Freddy is the, as he, as he always is the mastermind um, of everything. So I, I will hundred percent agree with that. It ranked a little bit higher on my list, um, but still, like I, I agree with everything you said. Like it, you know, it, it is harder to think of it in the vein of Friday the Thirteenth. 
when Jason plays, I don't want to say like not an inactive role, but in a way, and it's weird, like in a way, like out of the two of them, he's kind of like the heroine. The heroine, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I just can't, it's hard to wrap my mind around Jason being used as a tool for good um, for versus Freddy. But Although, yeah, I mean, he, well, we'll get into that. We'll get yeah. into that point where you say about him being kind of, yeah. Um, but I will say, though, it, watching the movie, and I love both. I mean, you know, uh, I'm a child of the 80s, so I'm a giant Freddy Krueger fan. But I was rooting for Jason in that movie. And I think of the two, Jason, if you think about Jason, first, he's a more sympathetic character than a fucking child molesting serial killer. Uh, sure. He's just a boy that was killed and is trying to keep people out of his, his little camp. Get out of the lake. Um, he's trying yeah. to prevent people from drowning is what he's trying to do. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's, um, that's right. He's like, you don't know but, how to swim. You haven't taken your life care test. So, but yes, I, I, I agree hundred percent. What is yours? What is your number six? Mine is Friday 13 part eight. Jason takes Manhattan. Um, okay. I think, I think very much, very much like, uh, Jason goes to hell. Um, I appreciate what they were trying to do. Taking Jason out of his element. Um, Say what you want about how they actually got to New York, uh, being a landlocked. It's like a whole thing, but uh, yeah. but um, but yeah, I I do I do appreciate appreciate that. What bugs me the most about that film is the end. Like that's, um, I think that is that is the most cringeworthy part of that movie. Like I can Jason in the boat, I get that. Like that makes total sense. Jason in New York, fuck yeah, I'm like totally down for that. I my favorite scene. Is in that movie where he's walking down, and apparently that was like Kane Hodder had said, like this was like, or yeah, I think it was Kane Hodder that did it. Yes, but he, yeah, they were in makeup, and uh, he is walking on Main Street, and everybody knows who he is. He's scared the shit out of people, um, but when he takes off his mask for, for uh-huh. the street with punks, the, with the like, street punks, yeah, and they, and they they run off. They're like, whoa, man, it's all right. Um, that's that makes me laugh every time. But just the whole. Toxic ways washes away adult Jason into baby Jason, you know, Remy, who's uh, the like the girl having these visions of Jason, like drowning in the, in the lake because she saw Jason. Yes. It just uh, that that whole thing I could have done without that entire portion of the storyline. The, the, the uncle is the mean uncle who put her in the lake, but that's like. Seems to be the only mean thing he, he oh, I'm sure he sounded like an asshole, but like that's the one thing he did that like scarred her for life. That I, yeah, I just, I, I just couldn't get behind the, the, the storyline with that. So I would have loved to have seen him spend more time in New York, but I definitely like have him get killed off by getting hit by a commuter train. I mean, I would have, I would have been down for that, but the whole toxic waste thing, you know. Um, however, I will say is, is one of my favorite, uh, Fight scenes in that entire movie is when the guy gets his head punched off on the roof. Julius, Julius. the boxing scene is um, one of my. Yep. Yeah, just I mean, he's just giving it. I mean, I would probably say, in my opinion, short of Freddy versus Jason, that is the most Jason ever got his ass kicked, like in any movie. And I felt bad that in one punch he gets his head taken off. I was like, man, at this point, like you should have just done everything. Could he was right at the edge, like. Julius, just drop kick the fucker right off the edge of the cliff. Like he would have gone over. You would have been fine. Like you would have at least had some time to get off the building. But 
not a not a chance. He just got his head taken off for Julius. So that is that is my that is my next one. So well, that's funny, Derek, because that's my number five. Uh, ah, damn, we're we're, we're pretty, still on track. Even if we're just off by one, it's that's pretty. And impressive. it's funny because you literally hit every single point I wanted to talk about. Uh, yeah, the thing that ruined the reason it's not higher on my list. It, the reason it's not in the top two or three is because of that whole shit with baby Jason. Uh, not just even the that the final sequence where like he melts away into a little baby, like his little kid form, which just makes no fucking sense at all. But also well, maybe, the, well, incon- the 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 inconsistency and the continuity era. First off, they show him drowning and he's just a normal little kid, which like what? Yeah. And then later on, she has vision and he's a mutant kid again. He's bald and done that. I know. And then when he dies again, he's back to being a normal. Oh, it still pisses me up. And the whole like. He had hair too, like when he died. He had hair. That's what I'm saying. He had like a full head of hair. And he was just a normal kid. And then he's bald with the the wonky eye and he's a mutant again. And then he's, at the end, he's just a shivering little kid. Oh, God. It makes no goddamn. It it infuriates me. If it wasn't for that, because the rest of it, even the landlocked shit getting to, to the, you know, to getting to New York, I can bypass all that shit. And also, uh, I think the movie outside of that is super fun. First off, yeah. um, I will say, uh, while she, not my favorite uh, final girl, you know, even in my top four favorite final girls, uh, 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 P- Peter Richman, who plays the uncle, the principal mm-hmm. slash uncle, he's one of the, I've never, I want him to die so bad. So I bad. like, in fact, when he gets it, like, he gets getting, like, you know, put upside down in the toxic waste. Oh, it's still rewarding. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's got the boxing scene, which is the kid was probably my favorite sequence when Julius is boxing him. And the thing is, like, first off, in in the actual filming of that, Kane Hodder said, punch me for real. Punch me with everything you got. And, like, the kid was apparently, the actor who plays Julius was literally, like, laying it into him. Um, so uh, for that reason, like, that's another reason I... I Admire it. Um, I, lo- I, I love this. People, some people also are not fan of the uh, of the soundtrack, and you know, even like you know, uh, Alice Cooper fans are not fond of that record or even the songs in there because that's what he felt like he went pop music. I love it. I thought the Man Behind the Mask is a great song. It's, it's in my awesome. top ten Alice awesome. Cooper songs. So I don't know what's wrong with people, but but yeah, it literally everything on the subway, everything all, when he's walking on the streets. Um, the whole sequence in the diner when it's funny because that CJ yeah. part uh, was it CJ Graham? I think it was CJ Graham who yeah. is co- like the big yeah, dude. He's a diner guy. Yeah, yeah, the guy that comes out of the, the thing and he's way bigger than Jason, but Jason throws him over. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, if it wasn't honestly for the, and I, I mean, getting killed by toxic waste, I think it's dope as fuck. I mean, it's the most 80s thing ever. Oh, um, I mean, it was cool, just like the result the way they of it. Did it exactly. Like, yeah, the result of them make him a baby Jason. I was like, I'm like, if they melt his face away, and, so, yeah, like, just, his bones, yeah. like I would have been like, yeah, hell yeah, I, I totally, but but yeah, yeah. But mean, because of that um, baby Jason shit, and like you know, uh, yeah. there was also the super cringeworthy scene where they they the two guys like. They kidnap the girl and they like give her heroin. They're gonna like rape her in the alley. Like, I was like, man, that's that's hard. That's hardcore. <laughs> like, this is where's Jason when you need him. It's, it's turning into a uh, 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 I spit on your grave movie. But yeah, exactly. But 
that's the thing I was going to say earlier, though. At that point, when Jason comes in, you're like, hell yeah, dude, Jason kind of saves the day. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I said. I mean, you know, um, like that was, I remember as a kid, the first time I saw it, I knew that was coming. I was like, you know, at that point, by that point, by the, you know, uh, the uh, seventh movie in the franchise, you're kind of rooting for Jason at that point anyway. It's like, you know, yeah. you're not watching the movie for the know. heroes. Uh, you just secretly want to see Jason. But when you see Jason kill people who deserve it, then it's like, <laughs> it's weirdly rewarding. So, but yeah, yeah it's, so. it's, I definitely see why people do not like it, but it's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, I just, it's so fun. And I think like everything on the boat is cool. Um, uh, even though like some, like the cap, the captain dude is a little like, that that dude like um you know the doomsayer like they always have to have the do the the deck hand <laughs> it's like i could have lived without some of that uh, and again i, I think the it final girl and the final mouth. boy are the two least light like yeah i just do not give a shit about them they're just so uh, vanilla they're just so as vanilla as it gets yeah but yeah so but but Mine, mine is some issues, though I still enjoy it, and I, I still think as soon as Jason is in Manhattan, it's I love those sequences. So that's my number five. Fair enough, I, I can appreciate that. Um, so back to my number five. My number five is actually is Jason X. So again, I rented a little bit higher on the list than yours, but not not like too much higher. Is um, it, it's not in my it's, it's at the halfway point for me. Um, I do agree. I thought it was just such a unique take on Jason. And what we said before, right? Like the look of Jason changes with every film. And that's, that's what I find fun about it. It's so like, this one was very much like he was still very much mutated. I mean, I had, had hair. So I was like, wrong. wow, like, all right, he's got, he's back to sporting some road game <laughs> on his, on his dome. Um, I, I always thought that really kind of the, the thing that they touched on, I thought that was really cool in this movie was like, what would ever happen if like Michael Myers or Jason ever got caught? Like, what would they do with them? And so it's kind of cool to hear like what she's explaining, you know, like you know, we tried to hang him. We tried to electrocute him. Tried to shoot him. Like nothing would nothing would do it. So we decided to cryogenically freeze him. Like it, it just reminds me of this, this, that line and uh in his scream like two or three is like pretty much the third act, you gotta you gotta, you know cryogenically freeze them, blow them up, or put them in a blender, you know, What's like up? at the end of the day to get rid of them. So I thought that was really cool. I, you know, what, what didn't do it for me was, um, was probably a good chunk of the characters. Yes. Um, in, in that movie, short of, of the, uh, the guy who made the robot, um, who I, I he's, he's just kind of a fun actor. Yeah. Um, he's been in a, a bunch of things that I can never remember where, but I know I've seen him. Um, just the, you know, the name, even the names of like Ceneron and like Waylander and like all these like future, like, God, I really just hope to shit. Like in the future, we don't name our kids that. That's <laughs> terrible names. Janessa and, you know, um, Stody and Azriel and I'm like, man, like where the fuck did they name these kids? Um, they were probably a very um actually I, I like the Stoner kid who lost his arm probably more than anything else. But he's so like movie. out of play like Ian watching you're like so why is this guy part of this team? I know, but part of me just wants to see him make it to the yeah. end, like by dumb luck. Yeah, but he does um, he dies quick, but he does he gets his he gets yeah, he's I don't know what he was doing, his little scrawny arms trying to take yeah. on Jason is the funniest thing ever. It's like a it's like a monkey and a gorilla trying like 
trying to fight like a one of those like small little Parisian monkeys, like trying mm-hmm. to take on take on a massive silverback. Uh, <laughs> he just dies so easily. Um, I do think it's some cool effects though in that movie. Like yeah. I love. Um, yeah, obviously we talked about the the famous scene of like the uh, that's my myth busted, but still fun. Um, the you know uh, dry ice, you know the cra- face the, smash. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, um, um, Danny, uh, the uh, I just said it like, but yeah, the uh, liquid, liquid nitrogen. nitrogen, liquid nitrogen. Yeah, liquid. I, I can't think of it either. Liquid nitrogen face smash. Um, I love to see the end where there's a hole in the uh, the hole in the hole. Mm-hmm. And then the grate goes up against it, and then the girl just goes through right it. through, and all there is like meat, meat dangling. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. I actually forgot. Bye, yeah. bye, bye, Janessa. <laughs> um, I, I, I like that they re- they reenact the famous uh, sleeping bag sequence too. Like they that is probably honestly like the funnest part of that movie when they put the Jason in the holodeck. Yep. But you want to smoke weed and have some premarital sex. sex. <laughs> he just puts him in the bag. He's like, he's really good at this. <laughs> he's, he's getting tired. Um, I mean, that was just hilarious to take him back. Like that's what the eighties was. It was pretty, pretty spot yeah. on. Um, no less, but yeah, it's just, I think what, what doesn't kind of push it higher on the list is just the fact that the characters were unlikable. I think it would have been really cool. It, it probably would have been a great branch of the storyline too, is if, like Jason in some way actually like clung to the ship and landed on earth too. That would have been like, they alluded to it at the end, like that Jason had survived that fall from space. Like uh, maybe because he's 90% metal now and like full of exactly. But yeah, I don't know. But um, you know, he landed in the lake with his, his mask cap off, but I was like, it would have been great to have Jason had like the crystal lake version of like earth too, uh, killing futuristic campers. That would have been pretty fun. Um, I think they could have done a lot with it. They just, yeah, obviously, that wasn't the intent. It was just something different. Um, like every franchise that puts them in space, like Critters or whatever. Exactly. Um, but I will go on record as saying, uh, Jason X, the look of Jason X, I still think is cool as fuck, and I, I would love yeah. more of that version of that character. Yeah. Hot damn. Uber Jason Man is, is bomb as hell. badass. Yeah. So, Maya, what's your number four? My number four is 1980s, Friday the 13th. Uh, the highlights are Betsy Palmer and the Kevin Bacon death scene. Um, obviously it's important because of, I mean, what it did obviously, but uh, overall it's, it's not when I revisit a ton just because as cool as the movie is, it's like, that's, it's so far removed of what I want to see in, in, in a Friday the 13th movie. Uh, I give it like, I said, you know, Sean Cunningham, not a great artist. He was, he is definitely, it was a capitalist and an opportunist and what just wanted to make a, a fun movie that was going to make him some money. And that's what he did. Um, not a great artist. I mean, this, he wasn't, uh, it wasn't in like John Carpenter's league or Wes Craven's league. Even, you know, he's, this guy was a, a capitalist. He was, a, you know, he was, he wanted to, well, I mean, he, he named his movie, Friday the 13th because of Halloween. Exactly. He created the title and the yep. poster before he even had the movie. That's so right. That tells you everything you need to, yeah. need to know about him as him as a like creative individual. Exactly. Like, propagated off Carpenter, you know. But but having said that, it's still. I mean, there's so much. I mean, it's it's a, such a fun period. Like you know, you know, just everything that it sets up and stuff, and uh, you know. Uh, like I said, Betsy Palmer, especially in the, that last act, is so great and so like she was such a great actress and like she's she really like 
does her most with that role. Uh, you know, the mach- the machete head chop scene is so cool, like so well done. Um, but yeah, it's just it's number four because it's it's you know it's it's the most important film in the franchise, and it's still a really cool little movie. But it's not my top three just because, or even my top four. No, it is four. Um, it's not my top three just because it's it's not one I've. It's not when I revisit a ton. I usually watch it out of like, hey, I want to watch them, you know, sequentially, or you know, uh, I just get a weird random hair up my ass to see the first one. But you know, usually when I want to see him, I see the other movies that are higher on this list. So, nope. And once again, we are we are back in alignment because that is also my number four. Um, <laughs> you know, it, for what it is, it, it's good, right? Like to your point, like the Kevin Bacon kill seems great. I mean, there, there's some there's some fun stuff in there. It's not as graphic as as one might think when you think of all the other Friday the Thirteenth movies, right? Yeah. Um, it, it is, you know, uh, how you feel for Betsy Palmer's character. You know, she's just lost it um, in there. I, obviously, the, the cool part is the twist that is Betsy Palmer. It's, yes, it's, you know, Pamela Voorhees, and I think that's that's probably. If they didn't have that, I don't think this movie would have been successful. So, like, honestly, like, no kidding. This is this is the uh, this is exactly like Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp, yeah. if they did not have that twist ending with Angela, like Sleepaway Camp would just been another like you know student body slaughter high yep. camp slasher movie, and it wouldn't have been. I mean, you wouldn't have had nearly as much of a, like a wow moment at the end. Um, and obviously, you know, Pamela Voorhees being the original killer, you know, on behalf of her son, Jason, is is a very much like very much plot twist at the end of this movie, which is why it ranks much higher on my list. It, it is to me a little bit like it does drag a little bit. So um, but and I agree with you, like wholeheartedly, like when I think of this movie, I watch it either one solely for nostalgia purposes or two, um, just solely for the fact that like, yeah, I'm, I'm watching an order. And I'm going to start with number one. <laughs> I did think that the uh, the uh, main camp counselor guy is, um, yeah, he's so creepy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to think about. I, I don't know what other things to say except for that he's just weird. He's just super creepy, um, and he's always rubbed me the wrong way. And it's like Ned Flander, Flanders ish uh, type mentality. So. Um, I feel I, you. I'm on right that? there with you, though. I'm I'm right there with you, though. This is my number four. Nice. So um, my uh, number three was not uh, wasn't intentionally, uh, but is part three <laughs> in 3D. Um, as a kid, this was my this was my Friday 13 movie because it was the first one I saw. Um, you know, it was the one that they played most on TV at that point. The the the, the third one and the first one. But by that point, by the time Jason had you know, you know, two or three years after the theatrical release, you know, first off, I mean, uh, you know, it was the most uh, gimmicky, obviously, with the 3D, but it was also the one I think that really kind of sparked people, uh, really sparked the franchise because, you know, first off, let me also go on to say, it doesn't come up because there's so many other, uh, it's got to be one of my favorite, as cool as the original Friday the 13th, uh poster was with the silhouette and stuff 
the shower curtain poster for part three is one of my favorite movie posters of all. It's just so, uh, oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's what I remember of like the Friday 13th, like movie box, like yeah. in, in a video store. I, I actually never occurred to me the longest time that was part three. I always thought that was like part one every time I liked that because it was just so iconic. Yeah. And like I said, the, the first one is very similar because it has the silhouette with like, you know, amongst the silhouette, you see the, the, campers and stuff but with a knife and, and I, that's a great design that's a beautiful design poster um but the third one i just there's something about it that's just it's so like lurid and, and uh, i love it but um uh but yeah part three uh you know it's not a great movie um you know there are people that hate the 3d aspect of it um i like the 3d aspect of it i, I like how cheesy it looks now uh, I think some of it's cool. The harpoon sequence is cool, even though you see the harpoon, like it doesn't shoot in a straight line. It's kind of, you know, you can tell it's on a wire or whatever, but um, I still love it. Um, uh, I have very complicated feelings about uh, Shelly, uh, like as a character. Uh, part of me relates to him. It's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Part of me relates to him. Uh, poor old Shelly. Uh, uh, and then part of me obviously find him super annoying. Um, but I thought the cool, th- like the thing with the bikers was cool. Um, introducing that element. But I, I, I mean, it's just such a, I mean, to me, it's very iconic. It's, it's ingrained in my mind. Um, I still remember sitting on my, you know, sitting cross-legged Indian style uh, on, uh, is that even a, should we, is that a term we're allowed to use anymore? Let's just say cross-legged, not Indian style. I think so. Uh, I don't want to say, uh, but sitting cross-legged on, on my rug, watching it, you know, uh, on TV for the first time and just, you know, obviously being terrified out of my mind, but also couldn't take my eyes off the screen. But yeah, um, is that part of that nostalgia? Yes, obviously. But also, I think it's like, I think it still holds up despite some of the goofier aspects of it. Um, I think it's really, I think it's still sort of the quintessential Friday the 13th because of everything that it's doing. Um, as far as like the mythology and stuff, like it really sort of hammers home. I still think it's, it's, you know, it, the look of Jason in that movie, first of his stature, the green shirt, the sort of gray pants that like, you know, the, the hockey mask, that look is sort of, obviously that's classic Jason and it, it morphed over the next few films, but even through part, you know, technically part six like up until part six when they show him in part five he still got that kind of look so again there's 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 you know iconic look to it uh i just think it's and i just think it's a fun entry in the thing and i think it's probably the most important outside of the first one because it really obviously it's introduces jason as we all know know him and they really you know it killing you know uh people sleeping in the woods and uh and i i uh, you know i it's uh it's got some I'm sorry guys, my cat is biting on my headphones. Would you stop, you silly goose? Get out of here, you little bit. And he doesn't want to go. He loves me too much. Welcome to the horror show where we say things just like silly goose. <laughs> <laughs> that's who I am. But yeah, that's my my number three, part three in three D. Alright. F- fair enough. Fair enough. I I can appreciate that. I, I guess I will I will say is as well I, I I didn't as much appreciate 3D elements. I did appreciate them more than other 3D movies for the time, yeah. so better than Jaws 3D, for example. Um, Even though it's my favorite Jaws you know, movie. There were. And SeaWorld? Yeah, SeaWorld it's, Jaws? It's still the funnest one to me. I mean, of course, the first one's the best one, but 3, 
three and my mom loved 3d too but uh it's, you know, it's, I still... better, it's, it's better than the uh jaws the revenge of michael kane so. that's very true very any true. movie is better than uh, anyways <laughs> i yeah i they must have paid michael kane a ton of money to do that that's yes. all I say. <laughs> we, we will tackle jaws maybe in another day um so my next one on my list is actually freddy versus jason um, okay so i respect it i so much after watching uh you know jason goes to hell the final friday and to see that glove pop out of the ground and pull that mask down like gave me a 10-year hard on for that yeah. for, wanting, for wanting that movie to, to happen and i was super stoked like that ronnie you had gotten picked for it um i much like everybody else i i like kane hotter and i you know i i wish that they had um selected him to play that role but i understand it like jason in this movie is hulking um yeah. he's got to be compared to freddie and i and i don't know if it would have been that obvious i mean i guess they could have done stuff but i mean it wouldn't have been that obvious with kane hotter versus you know uh you know Derek mears um who's just a beast so i think and i think there was an appreciation to want to do that role well which was even better um so i think there was an admiration there and i think he brought a lot to the role um i think that what does it kind of put it higher on my list is it it meant most of the expectations that i had of that movie it was a great i love the final battle scene at the end it was no holds barred um i I love the fact that they went back to the mythology of pulling Freddy out of the dream. Yeah, me uh, too. Yep. And, and into the real world. Because I, I was watching the whole movie like, how are they going to do this? How are they going to match these two? Is it going to be like a mental dream match? Because, um, But I also thought it was really cool that kind of ties into Jason is, does Jason dream? <laughs> and if he does, what does he dream about? And just the fact that like he has this weird mental cabin in the woods... Yep where he takes his dream murders and he puts them in there. <laughs> it's just the coolest thing ever. It was just this weird, dark, murky. And dude, that dream, scene, dream that sequence. scene I is so it. creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, it, and I love how like Freddie manipulates him. Um, I, I like that Freddie is, is more demonic in this than the traditional, um, you know, that, that he's been in hell, you know, he's in hell. And so he had the redness to him. He had the sharp teeth. He had the kind of the pointy yep. and the eyes. I thought they did a really great job. Like I know it's not the traditional Freddy, but it almost reminded me a little bit of New Nightmare Freddy, which I thought yep. was kind of cool. Um, I think it was a great nod. Obviously, it would have been awesome if they got Betsy Palmer back for this for the for the initial like opening sequence. But honestly, at that age, like I couldn't really tell a whole, whole lot. I was like. It did me a while to realize that wasn't the same person. So, because it's obviously they're much older. So, um, yeah, and Betsy Palmer was already very, very old by that point. They said in an interview they offered, and she was like, "No, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to come back to that. I, yeah. I can't." Um, and I appreciate that. It's not like she wanted that to be her claim to fame, and it ended up being her claim, like yeah. uh, the claim to fame for most people that don't know her. But I think what really got me is the um, obviously I liked. Um, you know, I like uh, Jason Ritter's character. I thought he was, he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved his his partner. Um, the little guy. In front. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I, I was I was I got I forget his name. Brendan something. And um, but he's been in a bunch of stuff too. I yeah. like him as an actor. Um, 
uh, you know, I liked it. <laughs> I liked that they had um, also Scott Frackus. Yeah. <laughs> from uh, Christmas Story as his brother. Um, did not like Kelly Rowan. Um, did not like any of her friends. Um, Monica Keenan. Um, okay, she's a fighter. <laughs> she, was, she was easy on the eyes. I won't say that much. Um, but it, the whole idea, it, what was kind of cool that I liked, and I just wish they had explored a little bit more, was like this whole like hypnocell, because that is what they try to prescribe them in part three, mm-hmm. which I, I thought was kind of cool. It was a good nod back to Dream Warriors. It's the same sanitarium. Um, it would have been cool if they brought back that nurse. Like, yeah, it was still there. If they had the nurse, it was still there. Um, there could have been some fun stuff they could have done with that. The the snoochy boochy, uh, <laughs> you know, Jay, I get what they were trying to do. They were definitely trying to appeal to a younger population and the time where Jay and Bob were pretty still relevant to a degree. Yeah. Um, but it was it was fun. But I totally yeah, he, he had some not... good lines though. That goalie is pissed. Is still like yeah. I laughed. I mean, the cornfield seaman is uh, still is fantastic. One of, one of my favorites with the flaming machete is like it's private party. And you're not invited. I did. This is head snap. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there were just some cool stuff in there that I thought was like great. I, I guess it was one of the longest fire stunts they had to do for that because he literally was on fire walking through a corn maze God, that, that was seems great. so cool uh, it, it was badass but i i think like also but again and real quick though again proves that jason does not uh stand for sexual assault because it's the second time no yeah you know like so i don't i don't i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to give it away but i i, I had the i have a couple of sentences left but the no, article i'm writing for the article i'm t- ready for your zine is called the miseducation of jason Voorhees. <laughs> um, and it's about him being, it's kind of about him being an anti-hero. Um, I dig it. I call him the, the first, first disabled villain. Um, <laughs> so, um, I like it, but, but yeah, you totally, yeah, he does not stand for sexual assault. That raver guy too. I was happy to see him thrown, but yeah, I mean, you know, I like Catherine Isabel, you know, um, I, I wish her character would stay around a little bit longer, but it wasn't an equal balance of Freddie and Jason, which I think is why I didn't rank higher on my list. Like I wish it would have been as much about both of them as it was about Freddie. But um, again, it's not like Jason has a whole lot of lines. Exactly. So I guess it's hard to balance that out. But now if you had uh, Jason versus uh, Michael Myers, that would have been like a friggin' silent film. Exactly. Nobody would have talked that as well. But I still love it. It's a fun watch. Like I'll that's one of those ones that I will put on absolutely a million times over for background noise. Same. doesn't matter what I'm doing and I'll watch it. And there are parts like I'll pop my head around, like check it out. And, um, you know, it's just a fun movie, but yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't justify being my number one. Um, but I did, I did feel it need to be ranked a, a little higher on my list. So. Uh, fairly, like I said, I, again, I really enjoy it. I, I really like, uh, you mentioned the makeup for Freddie. To me, it just looked like they took Freddie and just turned him up to 11. Like, they just kept yeah. making him look even more scary with the pointy, like you said, in the sort of like those creepy bloodshot slash yellow he eyes. Have, like, I think the other thing that for me was like, he, they really, really brought up the, uh, the sexual predator side of yes and, and they're very movie. creepy yes and I, I was agree. like wow like if he's up to 11 his sexual deviancy is up to like 12 that's right movie. i mean between like 
you know, necrophilia. And, that uh, sequence. Yeah, I still know, love that sequence. I mean, it's so over the top and silly, but also yeah. really like, oh boy. But I was like, wow, like that's, that just happened. Okay, yeah. Just the, whole, I, the whole scene I, I, with the knives the first time is going to be messy. And just, yeah. uh, <laughs> I was like, God, he's really just going for it. I love it. Good choice. Yeah, like I said, I, I love it. Uh, it's definitely... It's a really, I, like I said, there are people still who hate it, and I just don't get I'm like, how do you like both of those franchises and not like that movie? Because oh, what yeah. were you expecting? Like, um, But yeah, good, good choice. Um, I still go on the record as saying, like, I don't mind. Keen Otter is definitely, like, even watching, just having just, again, rewatched Jason Takes Manhattan, there's a physicality that, that Keen Otter brought that is really unique, and he acts with his whole body. And yeah, that's... I. I, I again, he will go. I'll go on record saying he is the quintessential Jason, uh, Jason Voorhees, of course. Although I do think I do like everybody who's been in the like in the suit, but he's definitely the most iconic. But I've met Kane Hodder, I'm bigger than Kane Hodder. You need somebody who's you know, you know, a bigger presence to match the because that point, like, you know, uh. Freddie is so much personality. He's such a big, bigger than life character. You literally need somebody who is physically bigger than life to sort of match it. So I, I don't have a problem with that. I know some people do. Um, just to wrap this up, because this is running a, a, a little long. Um, my number two is. Oh, number my, two. Yeah, we got two left. My number two is one that has become risen up my favorites over the years. Uh, as a teenager and probably in my early 20s, it would have been maybe a middle point on this list. But I've really kind of come to love uh jason lives um you know at the time i hated you know because at the end of part five you know uh or you know even in the like in the story of part five they even mentioned that he was cremated and um you know now he's they first of like why somebody would bury jason doesn't make sense anyways but there's a lot of weird shit in it I, uh the stuff referential sort of like when the you know groundskeeper dude's talking to camera that that's what stuff as a kid i was like just felt weird to me but now as an adult i really love it um i really get what they're doing there uh i I like actually i like the whole cast uh of characters um uh i think um first off you know having three different uh people play uh tommy you know in you know in subs the three part three part four and part five like was is weird that you know like he's it was played by three different actors um and but each each actor obviously brought their own thing and i think tom matthews who is a fan of anyways because you know um return like again exactly um uh and he's just he i, I he's just a I, I just he's such an 80s character to me um uh but i, I just really liked him um but uh, God, dude, I hate the goddamn sheriff and the deputy. I, you, you know, I always said that I wanted the principal to die more than I stand corrected. The 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 sheriff and the and the deputy, uh, uh, wherever the red dot goes, uh, uh, you, you bang whatever that line. Like, so so I, I don't know. Fun, fun fact: I don't know if you if you got a chance to watch like we, I think we talked about this. Uh, Never hike alone in the woods. Mm-hmm. Like the winter one, mm-hmm. yeah. And that, and that sheriff, and that deputy is now the sheriff. Same guy. Um, Wait, the what? Same guy. Yeah. Is it? So wherever, yes, it's the same guy. 
Sheriff yeah. Mitch or whatever? Yeah. Sheriff Michael, whatever? Guy. Yeah, it's the same guy. He's the same guy who played Pastori and, uh, and Shocker, and he plays the same character in that short was... film as well. Oh, that's right. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the first. I'm thinking of the first one. You're right. He's. I did know that. I'm sorry. I was. I kept thinking of the first. The, the first. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. From the uh, the one that takes place in the snow. Yes. Yes. Yeah, sorry. He's, I was just as much of an asshole. No, you're talking about. He's just as much of an asshole. So. But yeah, the uh, you know, it's it's it's. It, I think it really is where the. The it's at this point it becomes a sort of. Uh, uh, a comedy like it, it, it you know it's like it's it it really embraces the comedic elements of the franchise and again it's, it's not a movie that you can take super seriously anyways um but you know it's super fun you you have you have horse shack in, you know, in the opening scene like that's right gives his heart ripped like, out yeah i mean it, and so that's about as serious as, as you can take for part six um it also has one of my well. favorite, uh, favorite, you know, uh, uh, court, uh, who's <laughs> that sequence when he's trying to explain like, uh, the, 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 uh, the, like, like, like native American thing at the beginning and the kids are all like rolling their eyes. He, he's my favorite, like knucklehead. He's in my top three favorite knuckleheads of, uh, of the franchise. It just, he's a lot of those kind of characters, the kind of dumb kind of like Broy dude, uh, usually you hate, but he, I don't know. I thought Court was really likable. I, you know, having just rewatched it again, I was like, I just really like him. He's such a fun character, and like, you know, when he's he, when he's driving the the Winnebago, he's just I don't know. He's he's a hard character to not like to me, but uh, um, you know, the whole and I think the the it's my favorite Jason death ever. Um, uh, well, my second favorite. I will go on record and say it's my second favorite, but it's it's up there. Uh, you know, just a cool moment. Um, you know, especially when they turn the uh, the the motor on and stuff. It just it's it's a great movie. It's fun. Um, it just barely misses that top spot. But my number two is Jason Lives. And once again, you you and I are right on the money with this. It was hard because six is probably one of my favorites. Um, and a big chunk of that is like, even though you could probably say it was four, um, that the you know final chapter, that that is the moment where Jason becomes, you know, kind of more like supernatural. Yeah, um, because he very clearly dies. Um, this is the moment where he truly becomes like ultra supernatural yeah um, I mean, once he's risen from the i mean he's yeah. he's, a, he's a zombie at this point he's, he's, yeah, no he's, he's, fra he's frankenstein at that, at that point like literally electricity is what what brings him alive and i and i love tom matthew's character i like him as an actor like obviously loved him in the return of the living dead series part one and two he's in the, he's been in the never hikes a lot we talked about this he's he's you know obviously much older in that one still kind of plays like the now takes kind of the more in the vein of the kind of crazy Ralph, um, you know, mentality in that. But, you know, at the same time too, like, I mean, you know, the guys, you know, pushing 60 at this point. Um, so I, it's a fun movie. It really truly is. But I think that's that humor element in it. It almost is the point where it becomes campy a little bit. Like yes. With your seven, your eight, your, you know, 
Jason goes to hell. Like that's where Jason becomes like a little more like it's a little more jokey. There's a little more comedic. Um, I don't want to say like is ish it, to me, it's the highlight of the series, but I guess you could say from that point, it kind of goes downhill a little bit uh, for, for a while. It's kind of the height before the drop. Um, but, and, and again, the sheriff, like the sheriff and the deputy are the two biggest assholes on the planet. I hate Could not wait to see so them. much. I love the fact that the sheriff gets pretty much like bent in half. It's one of my favorite scenes of like, he tries to fight him and he just gets like reverse sandwiched <laughs> the, yeah. the wrong way. And I was like, man, what a, what a way to go. Um, but yeah, it has to be my number two. I, I don't think that it could be my number one. Um, because obviously there's one that's, that's way better. So, yeah. And it, the quintessential Friday the 13th movie, I still think it's the most, it's one of my favorite eighties horror. And as we've talked on this podcast, you and I are both eighties horror, you know, fanatics. That's our, I mean, my, my go-to will always be eighties horror. Um, but it's one of my favorite. It's definitely my favorite of the franchise and that's final chapter. And I think it is perfect from start to finish for what it wants to be. Um, I think it has one of the most, first off, it's the Friday the 13th with Crispin Glover and Corey Feldman. So what more do you need to see? It has the dance sequence. Uh, oh, my God. It's still the most but iconic. Best dance yeah. sequence ever on the planet. Like, could not replicate it if you saved your life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and it's still got, as much as, you know, cool, grown-up Tommy Jarvis is cool. To me, kid Tommy Jarvis. And I also think it's the single most sweet and likable uh, Corey Feldman's ever been he like young Tommy Jarvis. I just want to be that kid's friend, uh, and not just because he collect, makes cool monster masks. He just seems like such a sweet kid. He's like he's like an '80s little kid that's not annoying. He just he's a sweet kid when he's showing uh, Rob around his room, and he's like showing off all yeah. of his stuff. He just seems like such a sweet kid, and like and then the story arc that the character goes through by the end of the movie is just super intense. Uh, um, it's well, I mean. It, it's just cool because number one, like as a kid growing up in the eighties, right? Like if you were a monster movie kid, that's the type of kid you were. Yes, absolutely. Like you were just into like PC games for pixelated and yeah. monster movies, reading your Fangor and like, that's right. Trying to do your homemade special effects. And I, I totally agree. It's the one time I ever felt super related to Corey Feldman. That's right. Um, I mean, Corey Feldman's, it's unfortunate what he has become as an adult, but kid Corey Feldman is probably the single coolest. I mean, is there any more of an iconic 80s actor? If you think of the movies that kid has been, that as a kid he was in, he was in every cool movie. Like, I mean, he's just, he's a goddamn, I mean, that's it's so tragic growing up, Corey Feldman. But anyways, but but I love the final girl. I love, I mean, you know, it's it's got all that like you know like uh 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 like <laughs> the dialogue is st- super stupid and like but in a fun way like uh you're you're a you're a uh, uh you're a uh, lame fuck is it lame fuck I can't even remember uh <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Anyways, the, the computer says but anyways um Crispin Glover is obviously uh, uh he's great one of the he's my favorite spaz in uh, film history um. But you know it's it's got uh, I, it's actually very intense. The whole like especially like I said, it's when Corey Feldman goes ape shit on on uh, on Jason. I, even it it honestly kind of traumatized me as a kid because you definitely felt where they were going. Like this kid is now lost his shit. Like the, he will never oh, be yeah. the same. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's start to finish. It's got great kills. I, uh, you know, it's it's got so many great lines or so many fun moments. Um, you know, it's the it's the time when like a lot of these movies, I don't even really care that too much about the final girl, especially the final girl, final boy combo. And this one, I really did. I liked them. They all seem like cool, like nice people and stuff. I love the mom. Um, so start to finish. I think it's, it's, it's the most likable film. It's the funnest. Um, it's the most memorable. And Tommy Jarvis as a kid is one of my all time favorite horror movie characters. So that's my number one. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. I totally agree with that. Like everything you said, like, I always thought it was the coolest that, like, Tommy Jarvis, young Tommy Jarvis used his knowledge of movie monsters to destroy the uh, the bad guy at the end. Yep. And that, I'm sorry, but that Jason Kill, by far one of the coolest, like, yes. effects. Like, the way that machete cuts into his head and, and then he slides. just slides down it. Like, it is, yes, I mean, it's... like, you know, like, honestly, one of the coolest things I saw, I remember seeing as a kid watching that, like, and I was like, man, I mean, I don't like the Corey Feldman haircut, but I get it. <laughs> like, that kid was a badass in that movie. Yeah. Um, and, and again, he's just, the characters are more likable than probably a majority, like 99% of the Friday 13 movies. The most likable group of characters that are in that film as well. And that's, uh, you know, between the young Corey Feldman, you know, the, like, great practical effects, like, great Jason. And that's, it, I mean, it all culminates and, into... And I have to go on record as saying, it's my favorite of all... I mean, there's... Jason's looked cool in lots of movies. Like, when he's... At one point, he's basically, like, a rotting corpse. But that is my favorite Jason makeup of all time, too. When Jason has his mask off, to me, that is quintessential Jason. Um yeah, it's just yeah. I agree everything you said, and that that sequence when it slide when he hits him in the side of the face and it slides down, and they have that animatronic face. So not only is it like sliding down, but his face is moving. It's just five stars. Can't do better. Totally agree. Oh well, all right, ladies. Hey, that was actually longer than I expected, but it was really informative. Thanks, guys. What y'all think? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we could have. T- I could have talked about each of those movies ten times longer, but obviously, for the sake of brevity, we had to get through it. But I mean, yeah, super fun. I think it's glad. I'm glad we got to do this on Friday Thirteenth. Derek, I'm honestly shocked at how. Yeah. On similar. I mean, I'm not shocked because you know we 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 have a we have very similar taste when it comes to uh, '80s horror, and uh, you know I I always respect your taste even when you're wrong. But in this oh case, since God. you're so this since guy. you're so close to my own taste, I feel like you're definitely on it tonight. <laughs> No, no. I mean, I think you know, it's one-off movies, but I, th- I think I, I'd, I'd be interested to do this again with another franchise and see how aligned we are. How aligned we are, but I think we'll probably be pretty, pretty closely aligned. I think you know, I think we're pretty spot on with like what we don't like about a uh, like certain like movie um, within the series. So I, I feel like we'll, we'll probably we'll probably be aligned, but we'll see what one we tackle next. It'd be interesting, but. Yeah, I, was, no, I, was definitely super, should I was super again. impressed. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it's a big series, so... Y'all should, uh, exactly. uh, y'all should tackle the uh, Bring It On series. See which ones Bring are aligned with well, y'all. Well, obviously, obviously, number one is the best, so... <laughs> I don't know, man. That, that, the newest one was pretty good, too. Shut the hell up. I how like about, the Bring It On movies. How about Step It Up? Yeah, I've step. only seen the first one. <laughs> And I don't even know if I just saw the whole thing. Well, that's scary, that's scarier than anything we talked about. That music <laughs> that y'all can't hear that I never knew y'all couldn't hear. 
Oh, a little bit, right? Wait, can you can you hear it now? Yes. What? How is it? So can you hear this? Yes. That is so weird. Okay. Well, y'all can hear the music, so that's kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, if you uh, enjoyed this conversation, uh, feel free to follow us on uh, Spotify and subscribe to us on Apple Podcast. Uh, more info about uh, the movie Misfits uh, coming to you next time. And, uh, you know, uh, what's going to happen next week, fellas? Are we uh, going to be a little silly gooses and, and talking more horror movies? Or what's going to what's gonna happen? Do we have a topic? I don't know. Uh, no, I think, I, think we we'll... do, I think we should do some uh, action movies, because there's a few one. No, I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah but that's going to Mando, of course. All right. Oh, we said next week, so I don't know. Sorry. Well, again, I'm Tank Rodriguez, and for... We'll Dirty, figure it out. For, for Dirty Derek and Jimothy James Dean, <laughs> we'll see you on the next one, fellas. See you later, silly gooses. Sorry. This one's for you, Tom Atkins. Happy, Happy birthday Happy to birthday. the man. Happy birthday.